Hi, this is Brett and welcome to Optimize. On today's episode, I wanna share with you what Mr. Rogers can teach us about business. So the big question is, how are entrepreneurs like us who have too much to do and too little time able to build both the business and the life of our dreams? That's the question. And on this podcast, we'll explore the journey to the answer. My name is Brett Ingram, entrepreneur and award-winning product creator. I chose to build a business and have a time for a personal life, and I want to help you do the same. Welcome to Optimize. So it might sound funny when I use Mr. Rogers and business in the same sentence. If you don't know, Mr. Rogers was um, a guy that I grew up watching on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It was a children's show that I watched as a little kid. And he was sort of a soft-spoken, um, you know, really nice, appearing to be really nice guy. And he would always teach children really important lessons on the show. But that was a character that he played. And so, you know, it wasn't until years later that people found out what he was really like as a person. And so um, I actually didn't know this myself. And the reason that I wanted to make this video is because I really believe that um, he deserves to be recognized. Not that other people haven't done the same, but I feel like it's my way of saying thanks. And I feel the impact that he had on other people's lives. But I, I watched the recent uh, movie made with Tom Hanks, which is essentially like a documentary about his life. But obviously Tom Hanks plays him because he recently passed away and in the last few years. And um, one of the most fascinating things about it is on TV, you know, he plays this, um, you know, nice, soft-spoken guy who will talk about various lessons and about being nice and having empathy and caring about other people. And it's almost, it's almost so, it's almost so perfect that it seems like an act. And in fact, in one of the scenes in the movie with Tom Hanks, um, he is, you know, playing, and he comes off the set, and one of the one of the uh, inter one of the um, journalists is there to interview him, and you know they're talking and stuff, and the guy says, "So, so like, um, what is it like, you know, to, to 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 play this character?" And he's like, "I don't I don't know what you mean." And he's like, "Well, well, obviously, you know what I mean. Like, you're not like that in real life. I mean, there's no way. Like, this is a character, but like off the set." And the journalist was trying to get dirt on Mr. Rogers, not in a mean way, but just trying to uncover, like, are any of the cast or the crew or anybody else, like, think this guy's really a tyrant and nobody knows. And he couldn't find a single person to say a negative thing about him. And it was really remarkable because as he starts to do the story, he himself transforms. He himself comes to this realization that this guy just is that genuine. He is that good. He does care that much. And the more people he talks to, the more influence he sees that this guy, Mr. You know, Fred Rogers had on everybody because he was, he was just such a genuinely good person and he cared about people so much and he let that be his guiding compass, that be his guiding force for all the things that he did. And so if he received, you know, handwritten letters, he would write handwritten letters back. And I actually saw a, an article online recently, and it astounds me 
how this stuff works. I forget what the saying is, but it's like um, you drop a, a, a pebble in a pond and, you know, the ripples, you never know how far they go or the butterfly wings, you know, in the United States can cause an earthquake in Tokyo or whatever. But there's so much truth to that. There was an article that somebody wrote and recently published and the person said they met Mr. Rogers and they were so struck by him. They actually wrote him a letter and invited him to dinner because they found out that they actually lived, you know, near where he lived or where he was traveling or something. And the person was really upset because he never heard back. And he said, you know, I really thought, you know, I, I met Mr. Rogers as a kid and it really had a big impact on me. And then when I reached out, you know, I, I never heard back. And I was kind of devastated by that because all the myths about him that I thought, you know, were true and it was all magical. I don't know. Was it all just fake? Well, it turns out that Mr. Rogers actually had a health condition and was and was dying and he did write back but the letter never made it until far later and so the person actually did receive a letter where he said i'm sorry i won't be able to do that but i really wish you the best and i really wish that i could be there and be able to do it i'm paraphrasing obviously but it was so touching it was so moving because this person took the time to write an editorial about this to say what an impact that this had and the amazing thing about this, and it almost seems crass to sort of bring it back to business, but the fact of the matter is, what is amazing about that is, here is a guy that really did it all right. He didn't have to stab people in the back. He didn't have to growl at people or scream at them. He could be a genuinely good person. And I believe it was his wife who said, when someone said, you know, um, wow, you know, I can't believe you know, this is so easy for him to do. She said it isn't. You know, he works at this every day, but it means that much to him to always be attentive, to always care about other people, to always put other people first, value them, care about what they care about, and help raise them up to see the world in, as a better place. And that is a really powerful gift and a really powerful responsibility that he felt that he had. But what an amazing impact that long after we're gone, you know, we could leave something beyond a widget that we've created or a building that we've built. Those things are all fine and good, but it's, it's the lives that we touch. It's the people that we impact. It's the difference that we make for people that really is the difference, that really is the value and the meaning in the life that we have. And so I do believe that when it comes to business, what we can learn from that is you can be ethical. You can be empathetic. You can be win-win minded. You know, you don't always have to put everybody else first, but you should always at least consider everybody else, whether they're employees, suppliers, customers. It doesn't really matter. You know, if you're in business with people, if you're in life with people, you know, put yourself in their shoes for a little bit and try to understand what it would be like and focus on serving. Focus on making other people feel better about who they are. Focus on lifting other people up. It's very easy to criticize. It's very easy to condemn. I'm guilty of it myself. I do it far too much. But the reality of it is, I want to be better. I want to be able to be someone who, when you walk into a room, everybody says, wow, because of the way that you make them feel. Because they feel better for being around you. What a powerful thing that would be. 
not because you're a great speaker, not because you sell a great product or your marketing is really slick, but just because you're genuine, just because you care, just because you really do what you can do to make a difference in other people's lives. You know, and it can be the really little things. You know, it always brings me back to the starfish story. I never remember where I heard it. I wish I could give credit. But there's a story of a man walking down a beach and he sees all these starfish that have washed up along the shore. And so he picks them up one by one and he flings them back into the water. And the reason he's doing that is he recognizes the fact that they aren't going to be able to breathe and they're going to dry out in the sun and they're going to die. And so after a little while, there's another guy who's sort of watching him do this. And he starts to get a little smirk, a little wry grin on his face. And after he sees the guy do this over and over and he keeps walking down the beach doing it, he finally can't stand it anymore. So he runs over to the man and he says to him, you know, what, what, what exactly are you doing? You know, I notice that you're walking up and down the beach throwing starfish in. He said, yeah, well, you know, the starfish wash up on the beach and they'll bake in the sun and they won't be able to breathe and they can't get back in the water because the tide's going down. So they'll die. And the guy sort of smirked and he laughed a little bit and he said, well, yeah, but there's hundreds of them all over the beach. This is only one beach and they're going to keep doing this every single day. I mean, what, like, what difference is it going to make that you are doing this? And so the guy bent over and he picked up another starfish. He looked at it. He looked at the man. He threw it into the water. He looked back at the man and he said, well, I made a difference to that one. You know, and that really is the power of it. We'd all love to be able to change the whole world, to be able to end, you know, you know, enact world peace or end hunger or end, you know, drought and famine and things like that. But we don't all have to be able to have that kind of an impact to have enough of an impact that it matters. You know, if you impact just a handful of other people, just one other person, and make their day better, make their life better, make their world better. That's worth something. There's a lot of value in that. And so I think it's really important that sometimes when we're in the throes of the ruthless business world, that we take time to reflect, that we take time to recognize, that we take time to step back, step away, exhale, and consider what's really important and consider where the real value in life comes and focused on being able to do that. I know for me, it's an area of my life I've neglected far too long. And I don't intend to continue to do that because I think it's super important. You know, no matter how many skyscrapers, no matter how many jets, how many yachts, all of that stuff is stuff. And it ultimately isn't going to make you happy or fulfilled. It'll make you successful. It'll make other people envy you. It'll make you very comfortable and you won't have to worry about anything but it isn't going to bring you peace. It isn't going to bring you happiness and it isn't going to bring you fulfillment. So there's nothing wrong with striving for material things at all, but just do it with perspective, do it with balance, do it with an eye on the fact that you have empathy and feeling and caring for other people and do it with an ear and an eye and an angle and an, and an intention to serve. Because when you do that, we all win. That, you know, the rising tide lifts all boats. And that is the most powerful impact that we can make on other people, make on ourselves, and ultimately make on this world. Be sure to subscribe so you get every episode and share it with a friend. And until next time, remember, 
No matter what you want from your business and your life, don't compromise, optimize.